It's time for another episode of Tucson Means Business, featuring Tucson's top entrepreneurs and leaders in the business world. And now your host, Mark Bishop. And welcome to another show in these very trying times, Tucson Means Business. But we're going to continue on with the business and help our businesses here in Tucson as much as we can. And of course, this is all by phones now. It's uh, very difficult to have anybody in the studio together. But we're doing it, the wonderful uh, art of technology. And uh, I've still got a good show lined up for you anyway and proudly brought to us by the 49ers. Uh, suffering like a lot of businesses are at the moment, of course, closed down in reference to the Rincon Mountain Grill, uh, but you can still order and, you know, pick up and take away. That's important for you to know. So um, it's just the restaurant, like every other restaurant, is just where people can't gather. And, of course, the uh, the other part is the gym is closed at the moment, and, uh, you know, there's the no-mixing factor. But the golf course, ironically, is still open at the moment. Everybody's got measuring sticks every good 10 yards apart or whatever they're doing. But, and I've got a hunch that'll probably close down soon anyway, but you never know. So without further ado, welcome to another Tucson Means Business. I'm your host, Mark Bishop, and I'd like to talk about a particular lady who's done a wonderful lot of things in her life. She's a licensed and certified B-A-N-K trainer. What on earth is that? Well, it's not bank as we know bank. It's a different bank. And she's going to talk all about that. Her name is Rhonda Peoples. And for 20 years, she's been very experienced as a sales consultant and a director of finance and insurance for an automotive industry. But she currently owns a sales and leadership business that focuses on women making six to seven figures. Now, she's licensed and certified, as I mentioned, in the BANK methodology for sales training. This is pretty exciting, this thing. She works with businesses, owners, entrepreneurs, and sales consultants, teaching them how to use the bank system and to increase their sales, but in a lot less time. Welcome, Rhonda. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here with you this morning, Mark. Well, it's great to have you. Now, you and your husband uh, own a, a club basketball team. Is that right? You've been working with kids for some 20 years now, teaching them life yes. skills, love skills, business skills through the art of basketball. Well, what does that do for you? How do you do all that through basketball? Well, you know, um, many, many years ago, like I said, over 20 years ago, my husband uh, is—he uh, played professional basketball back in the day, and he had a coach that made a huge difference in his life. And uh, you know, he came up with a broken family. His mother, very strong woman, raised him, and his father was not in the picture. He died at a very young age, and so um, this coach made all the difference in the world to him. So. You know, it was really important to him to give back mm -hmm. and to make a difference. He was a social worker for many, many years working with kids, and uh, basketball is his passion. So we've created a uh, club basketball team called Tucson Shock and uh, for many years worked strictly with girls and now have picked up some boys, but also uh, extending and, and, and working with more girls also. So just, you know, creating that sense of community, but also creating the confidence 
and creating structure and discipline for children. Yeah. Um, we find that we kind of indirectly discipline some of the parents through some of our rules that we have with the kids. So it's, it's a lot of fun. We well, that's we great. That's great. And there's yeah. no doubt about it. Sport is, uh, is a wonderful discipline uh, factor for kids. Uh, you also sit on the board of directors of The Haven. This is a center for women of substance abuse uh, that allows yeah. women to recover with their children. How's that going these days? You know, it's going really good. And in, in the times that we are right now, they're really looking for people to donate some food and milk and bread and all the essentials. Mm. But it's wonderful. I, lo- I love I love, being involved with it because it's really um, helping women and children together get through um, some abusive times that we run into. I and mean, we all run into situations in our times. And being able to bring the children through that all at the same time and see that there is another side um, – helps the women, but also indirectly helps those kids. But we're constantly expanding our services. That's a great cause. Now, you also yeah. sit on the board of, uh, well, not on the board of this one, but you're involved with 100-plus women. This is a, an unusual charity. Uh, it uh, donates yes. something like 100000 a year to local yes. nonprofits right here in Tucson. How are you connected with that organization? Uh, I'm actually a member of 100-plus women, uh, and uh, I, I've been there for probably a couple of years. It is a great platform to have women come together. Um, we've taken all the Tucson charities and we've vetted all of them and we have a, a list of them. And what we do is we come together four times a year. Um, and what, we, what, what happens is there's probably about 200 to 250 ladies now in the group. And four times a year, we give $100. And then we come together, we pick a charity, they stand up and, and kind of do their pitch. And then we do three of them, and then we ultimately, the members get to vote on the one charity that walks away Mm. with the check that we have created from the 200 to 250 women. So that's quite unusual. It's a different sort of organization. Um, Uh When you say vote on it, I gather that the women who are members in it, they probably have a favorite charity or one that they nominate. Is that how that works? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. We bring forth whatever charity that we stand for and they, we allow the board to vet it and then put it on the list. Mm -hmm. And then you either vote for your favorite or you just vote for the one that you feel, um, at the time, you know, uh, really needs the money. Your volunteer for downtown Tucson partnership, Eagles wings of grace and landmark worldwide. Uh, this is a personal and professional training and development organization. That's been uh, what in existence since the eighties. How do you Uh get time to manage your four children, two dogs and a horse? (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) Well, well, I forgot also, you know, I'm a vice president of membership for NABO, which is a National Association of Women Business Owners. So, right. so, you know, I fit it all in. I get to see my horse every single morning. I go take care of him and, and feed him. And, you know, the kids are mostly out on their own now. I've got a, a daughter in Florida. I've got a daughter and son here in Tucson that are doing their own thing. I have a daughter that just came back from Ireland. She's playing professional basketball uh, in, in Ireland. Wow. So she's, uh, yeah, so she's a pro now. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, so she got back between, uh, just before they, they shut down everything, but it's, you know, it's wonderful. 
it's wonderful. You know, I love family, and I love the, the community that we all bring Well, together. let me ask you, at the moment, are they all safe? You know, we're, we're right in the middle of this shutdown, um, uh-huh. and, and it's it's scary for a lot of people. That's really uh-huh. why I'm sort of trying to find out a little more about you and share all the good work that uh-huh. you do as well, uh, because uh-huh. we're going to be leading into, um, you know, into another area in this conversation uh-huh. soon. But uh, are you not? Are your daughters home or your children home now around you? Are they around the world? Where are they? No, no. I have one daughter that uh, is in Florida, and she is uh, in the military, and she's also also a respiratory therapist. So she works inside the hospital. So wow. She sees this mm. on a daily basis. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just really I want to give a, a, a high five and a, and a heads up or a shout out to all of you frontliners that are out there making a difference and standing in the middle of this pandemic yes. and making a difference for other people. And My that, word, they that do a really great job. That calls to me. Yeah, absolutely, is what, what can we do? And, you know, she washes her hands all the time, soap and water. Um, she uses the, the normal um, preventative measures to, uh, you know, wear the mask mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. wear the gloves on each different patient. She has different gloves, but, you know, they have protocol. And uh, keep herself healthy and and rest. And, you know, that's really what it's about. Um, She's very strong and uh, she is very, very healthy. So there's no concerns with her or or really any of my kids. All of my kids are very healthy. Um, They're all athletes. So they've continued to live that lifestyle. And so staying healthy is really what it's all about. Well, that's good. That's good news. And uh, I'm glad, you know, um, I mean, it's sad news all around us everywhere, every day, every night. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so pleased to hear that uh, with your children. They got to look after themselves. Thank you. Now, um, if you just join us, by the way, this is uh, Tucson Means Business. It's on the Business Radio Network and uh, here at Tucson Business Radio X. And normally we broadcast uh, live out of the Stuart Title Building, their corporate offices on Broadway here in Tucson where my studio is. Um, But for now, I'm at home (laughs) like a lot of people are, and I'm working this uh, particular interview view remotely and my guests are on the phone and I do say guests as in plural somebody will be coming up soon that has got some very interesting information to share with us and talk about in the world of dentistry but prior to that Rhonda has taken her talents to the dental industry uh, working with performance partners now they have supported dental offices for several years and Rhonda performance partners have created a training program uh, with her that includes the BANK method that I mentioned earlier in the opening of the show. Uh And it comes with Uh a risk-free guarantee of 10 times the investment on the business side. You don't get this often these days, but a risk-free guarantee, I'd query this, of 10 times the investment to the dental office's revenue. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, you know, that's how strong we stand on um, our sales training and and our coaching uh, that we program that we've put together for the dental offices. It has okay. been remarkable. That's, it's am- been remarkable. that's amazing. Well, we're going to dive in into depth into this. I just wanted to check with you. You're married to, as you put it, uh, the man of your dreams. Uh-huh. Right, aren't you lucky? <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Where did you guys meet? You know what? Uh, basketball. <laughs> but of course. <laughs> he was... He was my daughter's coach. You know, it's kind of like dating the teacher. It kind of went over that way, too. But, yeah, he was my daughter's coach, and we were friends for a long time. And 
here we are. Okay, so what about um, what about heels and wheels? Tell me about that. Oh yes, yes. Heels and wheels is uh, is the name of my book. Uh, I started on it. it. Actually, I have a little bit more time now to really focus on it. But uh, I came from the car business. I was in the car business for over 20 years. And, you know, I share my story with a lot of people. And I had a, I had a great friend of mine who's also he's a personal coach. And, you know, he's asking me questions about being a female in the car business. And, you know, just the stories and the experiences and, and you know, everything that went on. And he said, my God, you're like, it's some of them are funny stories and just hilarious things that happened. And he said, you really need to write a book. He goes, like, heels mm-hmm. and wheels, right? And I said, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that, well, that sort of goes together. That's interesting. Yeah. So how long is it going to take you to finish this thing? You know, uh, who knows? Right? <laughs> Who knows? I got a lot of things, a lot of things on my plate right, right. now. Well, you've got an hour free between two and three in the morning, from what I can ascertain. Right? So, you know. Exactly. Now, Rhonda, exactly. people's sales and leadership training, it's about people getting what they want out of life. This is what you teach women. Uh, it's mm-hmm. about standing in your power and getting into action. And you were searching for training content that would land better with women. And you found Ms. Cherry Tree's methodology of biology now why did this appeal to you well you know coming from the car business and a very male dominated uh, business and you know when i started my own business it it became clear to me i had been invited from the lean in organization to come and speak at one of their luncheons i did some homework and was looking on their website and they had women in the workforce um uh uh, documentation. So I started going through it was a lot of research they had done. It was actually for 2018. They also have one for 2019 and 20. Um, and and so as I'm reading through this, all of this research, it occurred to me like all of the statistics are showing me that there are very few women that fall into that six and seven category income earners. Mm. Now I had been in that category for many many years, uh, you know, in the car business, and but there's not many. And so I really put my flag down and said, you know what, I'm going to make a difference in this area. I'm going to make a difference for women. I love sales. I love being a servant leader for people. Are we talking frontline? Let me understand, Rhonda. Are we talking frontline sales like in yes. a car dealership, right? Yes. And you're well, just saying well, you're, you're, you're saying there's just not enough women there. There's just not enough women making six and seven figures in whatever they do. We don't have to be in the car business to make six okay, and seven figures. Okay, okay, I we get can you. We make six right. and seven figures in, in whatever business that we want to create. But there are and more and women, more women businesses now in America absolutely. than there's ever been before. Absolutely. And in Absolutely. fact, I think they outdo the men. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's a yeah, good thing. So, so the objective is how, okay, you know, because like I'll say it, you've been down for years, read dollars, when guys have got more money than women and women have done the same job or more. So mm-hmm. here now you're saying, look, we deserve to be able to earn big bucks too. And I'm going to teach, yeah. I'm going to teach you how to do it. Yeah. And it's not really whether we, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to, I want to change that context a little bit. Like doing it for a very long time, they've created an infrastructure called corporate America, which has worked very well for them. They do wonderfully. Like I, uh, uh, it, it, it's been phenomenal. 
they're phenomenally successful. There's so many things that women can learn from them. But but what I what I stand for is letting women know that they can make six and seven figures too, and it doesn't have to look the same way. We don't have to go to corporate America to do it. Mm. There's the internet nowadays. We have we have a lot of gifts, innate gifts that we bring to the table. Um, like right now with, with a lot of people coming home and having to do business out of home, like this is our home base for women. This is like our forte. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. We know how to work from home. We know how to do that. But see, what's happened is a lot of women think, well, I have kids and I've got this responsibility and I have that and I have this and I'll never be able to do that. Right. And I disagree with that. I bring them the tools, the training and the technology that allows them to be able to step into that arena. Now, we need the confidence also. So I have several women's groups that I do here in Tucson to create that confidence, to create that. Mm. Wow, I never thought that I could make six figures. Mm. Well, you can. And I can Fair help you do that. Too. Fair enough, too. Fair enough. So really, you've, you've found this training to increase revenue, uh, convert more sales in less time for women and men's businesses too. And for men. Yeah, absolutely. You know, bank bank is designed to increase sales, like your conversion rates, up to 300%. Now, the way that works is like, just imagine, like there's four personality types out there. And they're so very, very different from the other. And that's part of what bank teaches, is it teaches that we have, we take the personality traits that were created from Hippocrates back in 400 BC, <laughs> and we've what we've done. Yeah, it's been around for a while, so this is nothing that we created. But what happened was Sherry Tree actually took that personality traits and and did a reverse engineering and created what she calls biology, and it's a set of values mm-hmm. that each different human being uses when they decide to make a decision on buying into a vision, buying into a conversation, buying a service or a product. Okay. There's certain values that okay. are important. And by the way, listeners, we we're talking own. biology with the with the spelling is B-U-Y, biology. B-U-Y. Okay, we've got Absolutely. that. Fascinating. Absolutely. Well, we're going to learn a lot more about it in a minute, and we're also going to find out about the alien dentistry industry. It's very important yeah. to people. A lot of people out there are scared stiff at the moment, and uh, we've got some answers for them what's going on, and I've got a very special guest coming up. His name is Kevin Earle. Uh, he's an MBA and MPH and all of that and a lot more, and uh, we're just going to take this break from our sponsor. And we're going to be right back here on Tucson Means Business um, on the Tucson Business Radio X Network. So don't go away. I hope you're enjoying Tucson Means Business, proudly sponsored by the 49ers Golf and Country Club. And Lisa DeFelco is the Director of Fitness and Events. And I tell you what, not only a massive amount of fitness things happen at the club that you can enjoy, but Lisa, the events are terrific too. I mean, you've got so much stuff going on there. It's a lot of things, a lot of things that are going on. We started doing some community events, community-driven events, just to get, basically get our name out there and let people know that you don't have to be a member of the community. You don't have to live in 49er to enjoy all the great things that we have going on at the club. You've got boom, tree lighting, egg hunt, social events, wellness clinics. I mean, come on, tell me about these things. Oh, well, the first thing started off with just doing a tree lighting. Um, Every Christmas we do a tree lighting and we invite a bunch of different local talents to come and participate, including the Little Ranchers 4-H Club, which Mm -hmm. come out and bring 
have a little petting zoo. <laughs> and it's just a great it's a great opportunity for everybody to come out. Joe Finzek from Ace Hardware brings out his really amazing fire truck that's decorated. Uh-huh. It's beautiful. And it's, the egg hunt, what happens there? The egg hunt is uh, for members and members' guests, and we have the Easter Bunny out there. And the kids, it's the cutest little thing in the entire world. And we so have them the running around everywhere. Running around around what about the pools. social events? What do you have happening there? Different social events. Like we have the Drinko de Mayo that's coming up. It's a fun run, beer mm-hmm. run that we do around the lakes. And get to drink a beer every time you run around the uh, <laughs> golf course. It's a lot of fun. Lots of events. And I think I saw goats there driving past one we day. Do. What was we, that about? We offer goat yoga uh, seasonal. And uh, the goats of Tucson uh, come out, bring their goats, and it's adorable. You get to roll around with some goats. As you can hear, plenty of things to do with the 49ers, lots of events. And Lisa DeFalco, she's a lovely person and will gladly speak with you firsthand if you really need to understand what would be best for your family or what maybe you want to, you know, come out and have a look or get involved. They can contact you how? By calling 749-4925, extension 211, or check us out on 49ERCC.com. Lisa DeFalco, the Director of Fitness and Events at the 49ers Golf and Country Club. Well, I mentioned his name being Kevin Earl, Kevin B. Earl. He's been working with the dental profession for much of his career. He led, in fact, the Arizona Dental Association for 11 years, from 2007 through 2019. Now, he came to organized dentistry from a distinguished career in the healthcare regulation space having previously served as the executive director of the Arizona Board of Dental Examiners, the New Jersey Board of Dentistry, and the New Jersey Board of Medical Examiners. He's an honorary fellow of the American College of Dentists, the International College of Dentists, and the Pierre Fauchard Academy. Woo! And he holds a BA in public affairs from the George Washington University and an MBA from Rutgers University and or Rutgers, whichever one you like, and an MPH from Columbia University. Uh, welcome, Kevin. Uh, great to be here, Mark. I am enjoying the conversation so far. Well, you got such a list there, my friend, but I, th- I think I got those pronunciations right, did I? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah, it uh, Rutgers, it's the State <laughs> University in New Jersey. In New Jersey, yes. Now, every 14 seconds, we're going to get sad and serious. Someone goes into the emergency room for a dental-related issue. Now, emergency rooms are not equipped to handle uh, definitive dental care, and with the government limiting many dentist uh, offices to handling urgent care, some of them actually closing. People are having challenges, Kev. They're finding a dentist to treat their dental emergency is getting a bit scarce. Well, they simply, they aren't going into the emergency rooms out of fear of contracting this horrible coronavirus. Uh, What say you on this? Well, uh, the first thing we need to uh, understand is that dentists are experts in infection control, and, um, and they have a long history of protecting both their patients from getting infections and protecting their dental team as well uh, and making sure that we have uh, available uh, uh, personal protective equipment and that we engage in sterilization procedures uh, in between patients. And uh, we all know that the key to controlling the coronavirus is, of course, making sure that people are keeping their social distances, 
Um, and um, and also that we're taking good care of washing hands and washing equipment and washing, uh, you know, anything that uh, potentially could be contaminated. Uh, so uh, even going back to the original HIV days when HIV was first discovered, mm-hmm. it was the dental profession that first came forward uh, developing infection control procedures to be working in those settings. Mm. We've got a little bit of phone problem there with your line on that, uh, Kev, but uh, I've got to ask you here, Rhonda, now you're currently working in the world of dentistry, right, with your training and the bank. Now, because of the world's crisis performance partners has launched a 24-7 emergency response campaign for dental procedures. Is this right? Absolutely. So tell us about this emergency response campaign. Well, I'll tell you. It's uh, I'll give you I'll give you my input, and then if Kevin wants to add his uh, his angle in there too, yeah, by you know, all we means. work together. Yeah, we work together on this. But the we have been working diligently, you know, very late into the evening, putting together this emergency response campaign um, for dentists and for patients, and it really gives the opportunity for us to really highlight the dentist that are out there and open and ready to take on these emergencies. I mean, Kevin just sent me a, a picture not too long ago, a couple of days ago, of a young child who had fallen. Looks like he, he not didn't bust the, the teeth out completely, but they were like folded forward, oh. right? So, I mean, that is... Poor little fella. You, you need to see a dentist. Like, you need to see a dentist. And so, if, I could, if I could jump in here, uh, yes. that particular case that... Uh, that uh, Rhonda is sharing is a Tucson case, uh, a young child that uh, was seen in a pediatric dental office because they were available for emergency. What we want to do, we want to make sure, is we're keeping those people out of those emergency mm-hmm. rooms so that uh, the, those healthcare personnel in the emergency rooms can concentrate on the folks that are presenting with symptoms associated with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, uh, uh, go ahead, go on. No, no. That, uh, so, what we've done is we've, we've created hotlines. We have a 24-hour uh, virtual support system that is there for people to reach out to, to say, hey, my child has fallen and I, I've got to get to a dentist. Where can I go? Who's open? Uh, we've also put together programs for dental offices. We're actually reaching out to the dental offices today that are open to bring them into our network so that we can, you know, fill their offices with these emergencies that are going on and, and really giving them the, all of the tools that are necessary and, and the documentation necessary to set up personal protocol so that, you know, we don't, we, we definitely want to continue for this to be a risk-free opportunity for, for putting your staff and, and putting the the dental the dentists and and even their families right in view of the coronavirus and so that's why it's really critical to uh, to have this emergency response campaign available for the dentist and for the patient well i mean and the it, key to this mark is that uh, sounds like a great service they, yeah we've put together a screening protocol so that if yeah. a patient is calling in using our 1-800 number or, or sending in an inquiry through the website, um, there's a screening protocol that asks them questions about whether they are, uh, whether they have a fever, whether they've been out of the country, 
So all of those screening procedures are happening up front. And in addition, our dentists are going to screen these patients, hopefully virtually. So now we're starting to you have the tools of teledentistry mm-hmm. uh, so that patients can consult with the dentist up front before they're actually physically seen at, at the dental office. Uh, so we want to be able to provide those tools for the dentist to accomplish that. Teledentistry is new technology. We've just passed laws about a few years ago that allows teledentistry to be used for consultation with patients. And in fact, Governor Ducey just yesterday um, issued an executive order telling insurance companies and telling our access program, which is our Medicaid program, that they need to make sure that for any procedure that they would pay for with a live patient consultation, they need to compensate dentists and medical providers for, uh, for those procedures. Uh, so we want to make sure that we've got, um, we've got adequate uh, reimbursement arrangements set forth because if patients are covered by insurance, their services that are provided virtually should be compensated. Their healthcare provider should be compensated. Mm. And likewise, even after that, uh, our access program put out standards for uh, the use of teledentistry with our Medicaid population. And you should know that we, we have an emergency dental benefit here in Arizona so that if a patient has pain or infection, uh, they have $1,000 that can be allocated toward getting that condition treated. Mm-hmm. And we want to divert those patients out of emergency rooms. So the, mm-hmm. the challenge that we have with emergency rooms is even if you do present there, the only thing they can do is treat the symptoms. In other words, treat right. the infection, treat the pain. They will do that with medication, mm-hmm. but they don't have the ability to treat the underlying dental condition that's causing those symptoms. So the emergency rooms, really, they're only equipped to handle, uh, to address the symptoms, right? Addressing, as you say, right. the pain or infection Correct. with pain medication or antibiotics. Uh, and in right. fact, the staff, too, they're not equipped to handle definitive dental treatment uh, like fillings, root canals or extractions, I guess. I mean, uh, these are services that can really only be addressed in a dental office. Yes, that's correct. And and, and that's the argument we made for uh, with the state legislature. And that's a lot of my involvement with the Arizona Dental Association has been working with the legislature to make sure that we have those benefits available because we were seeing thousands and thousands of patients that were showing up in emergency rooms without getting definitive care and and access was paying the bill the medical bill for Mm. those doctor visits and those hospital visits so if we're going to spend money on treating those patients we need to spend it in the right place good money Uh, yeah um now i'm just getting my head around this so let's talk about how the process works for our listeners benefits here if you're experiencing an oral emergency you simply call a number right go from there if you would Rhonda or kev kevin which one do you want to share uh well the the website is usdentaltriage.com uh we'll do that again uh, because we lost that in the call i think just do it again if you wouldn't mind Okay, it's usdentaltriage.com. That's US Dent. So it's www.usdentaltriage.com. Is that right? Correct. 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 And Ron, did you have the 1 800 number? Yes, I have a, I have a number, um, which is 
find, uh, I do have a 1-800 number also, but I have a another number, which is 561-337-4808. Now, that's extension 407. Mm. And that literally, Mark, will come straight to me mm-hmm. so that whether it be a dentist or a patient, right, I can get them to where it is that they need to go immediately. All right. Well, we'll come back on those a little bit later before we close off uh, those numbers to make sure. But, of course, this day and age, the website is terrific. Uh, people can find those numbers, can they not, on the website? Yes. Those numbers are on the website. Right. And I do have the, the uh, toll-free number. It's 866-806-9469. Okay. Now, well, we will mention for the person that may be driving right now, I know how difficult it is trying to get phone numbers of a podcast or of a radio show, so we'll, we'll go back over them. That's why I always refer. And, in fact, I'll have these numbers up also on the Tucson Business Radio X site and the website address as well. And if you can't remember anything else, just go to um, our site and uh, everything will be there in the write-ups and photos of both Kevin and Rhonda and, uh, and their histories and so on. So, you know, uh, you can... Uh, make sure that you get in touch with the right numbers and the right contacts. Absolutely. Now, we talked about what is a, what's considered a dental emergency these days. Well, uh, the American Dental Association, which is affiliated with our state dental association, uh, we were all connected together. Uh, they recently published a statement about dental emergencies, and these are uh, conditions that are potentially life-threatening and require immediate uh, interaction by the dentist in order to stop tissue bleeding or to alleviate pain or infection. Um, those kinds of things could be uncontrolled bleeding, swelling, soft tissue, bacteria infections uh, that can potentially compromise the patient's airway. So mm. these infections can become systemic. If an infection, for example, is in the um, the upper arch of the teeth or your uh, your upper part of your jaw, those infections can travel into the brain and potentially become fatal. Yeah. Um, the other conditions are really critical, especially if people have underlying health conditions. So if someone has uh, congestive heart failure, for example, um, or, um, or lung issues, the bacteria in the mouth can be aspirated. Um, and when that bacteria goes into the lungs, the lungs can become inflamed and infected. Um, and imagine, for example, if someone has pus generating from an infection in their mouth and they're walking around and they're essentially swallowing that pus. Mm. I mean, it's a disgusting type of an example, but sure. that's exactly what is happening. Well, it's so, a reality, you um, know. And, and, yeah, and God, we've got enough crazy. at the moment and it's important, uh, you know, a service like this. I mean, the, the coronavirus pandemic, I mean, it's added so much stress to the daily lives of our fellow Americans uh, we can address the additional stress of finding a dentist through this particular system uh, to handle an emergency dental case. Because if you don't, you, what Kevin just talked about, if you can visualise what he just talked about, that sort of thing could be very, very nasty indeed. And I bet you there's other examples you could give us too, quite frankly. Uh, yes. I mean, as a matter of fact, um, here in the Phoenix area, um, we traditionally operate a, um, a program called the uh, Dental Mission of Mercy we set up a 100-chair dental clinic on the floor of the Veterans Coliseum on the state fairgrounds. Um, and thousands of people line up uh, because they have untreated dental needs. 
Uh, we do thousands of extractions and hundreds of root canals uh, for these patients because they've got no place else to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, we don't have a good safety net system here in Arizona. And it's unfortunate that we have to get 300 dental uh, dentists and their team members together to treat people two days out of the year. Well, well uh, the the numbers, you know, every day we hear about uh, all sorts of verticals in businesses closing, but it's not just restaurants, all sorts of things. Now, the dentists must be going through a tough time right now. Uh, yes, um, I would suspect that um, there are a, a huge number of dental team members who are unemployed or underemployed at this point in time. Um, And dentistry itself, uh, since we are on a business radio show, is extremely capital intensive, um, and um, there is very high overhead in the dental practice. Uh, So uh, it's a challenge to maintain the flow and maintain sufficient income to be able to support those dental team members uh, and provide services to patients. Um, and do it in a way that, um, that is economical. Um, and the other challenge that we have is the extraordinarily high cost of dental education. Um, many of these young dentists are coming in and buying practices, have an extraordinary amount of dental debt uh, that, that sometimes can uh, move up to the four and $500,000 range. Really? I was so, going to ask you. I mean, I would never have thought that about this industry. But it's oh, equipment it and, and training, and, and you always pay your staff a, a bit above average too, don't you? Sure. Well, you know, I, let me just throw out an example. You know the little paddle that's used to take a digital x-ray that they put in your mouth? If one of those breaks, the replacement cost of that small piece of equipment is over $18,000. Wow. Good Lord. No, no wonder I've jumped up and down and I've gone to a dentist and I've had x-rays done and this and that. And then I get the bill and I think, for what? What? You know, I scream blue murder. Um, it puts a different, <laughs> a total different focus on the whole thing. I mean, uh, so they come out of college, you got that debt. Then if you want to be a dentist, you've got the other stuff living. And then you, you've got to set up, right? Unless you took over from dad's. I, I, I mean, does that happen much? Family dentistry? Yeah, I- yeah, and that, you know, it's rare. There are many dental practices that are multi-generational. Uh, but um, if a dentist has acquired a dental practice, they're generally not paying cash for that practice. They're going into debt to actually mm-hmm. purchase the practice. So on top of servicing their dental school debt, they have to service the debt that's been used to finance the purchase of the practice. Right. So, um, you know, it, it's a dynamic that we've been working on for years, trying to get control of those educational costs. Uh, and, uh, and we're lucky here in Arizona that we have two dental schools that are producing dentists every year, and they're wonderful, wonderful young men and women. Uh, and speaking of dental practices, virtually half of each new dental class now is a majority of women. Hey. Uh, so, uh, so we are yep. seeing more and more women coming into the dental workforce. Well, I got to admit, I, you know, if I've got someone looking over my face there and, uh, you know, I'd sooner have a good looking thing and if I'm sexist or not, too bad, as long as she knows what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some uglies are, and some dentists are ugly. I mean, you know. Hopefully you have some good looking teeth she's looking at. <laughs> <laughs> All the more to bite you with, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so... 
take care of those teeth and they'll take good care of you. Well, you know, the people don't, you know, I mean, I've seen some incredible cases in the outback of Australia with miners and people who haven't seen, you know, white people for years and years. And by gee, you talk about teeth, uh, they're scared to go. But a lot of people are scared to go. And we're going to sort of circle around a little bit now and talk about the quality of dentists, the profession itself in relation to, you know, uh, just the cosmetologist type people, just the want to make you beautiful. Uh, everybody can walk in the door and, you know, if I drop a thousand here, you're going to give me a nice smile. Uh, I think to me, every time I look around the corner, I see this type of ad. It Does this do damage to the industry at all, Kevin? Uh, it's, yeah, this is doing uh, significant damage to the industry. Um, and, and there, you know, there has been an evolution into a lot of cosmetic dentistry. Um, and, and, uh, you know, we refer to dentistry as both an art and a science. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, the science is, um, is, uh, evolving every time. Uh, uh, there are new techniques, there are new materials that are being used that are durable and, um, and perform well. Uh, when a dentist puts the filling in your mouth, they want to make sure that it's going to stay in your mouth. Uh, when they're putting a crown on or they're putting a veneer on, they want to make sure that they're using the proper materials uh, that have the proper strength, the proper adhesion mm-hmm. uh, to be able to last uh, for a generation. Let me ask uh, you this. Yeah. i got a question for you in the, in the actual uh, – when, when you're in the chair, you know, um, it'll show my age, but I used to love having the spit out. You know, you get that lovely glass with the lovely tablet in it that was pink or whatever and had a nice taste <laughs> in your mouth so you could get all the blood out and everything else. But now they just stick this thing in your gob and, you know, it's all this suction and your tongue goes down with it. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> it, it, Yes, it has evolved from the old platoon. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, in my old office at the Dental Association, we had a, uh, a dental chair um, with one of those platoons and it was going back to the turn of the century. Uh, so um, as you know, as I shared with you, the dental profession has evolved. The technology, the equipment has has evolved, and having that suction and making sure that um, things, particularly particularly in this case, um, where someone has an infection in your mouth, you don't want that um, that material that's coming out of the tooth that may have infection, infective bacteria in it. You want that bacteria to be completely evacuated from your mouth, so there's no chance it's going to be swallowing it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, fair enough, too. Uh, Rhonda, do you want to add to this? You know, uh, you know, Kevin and I have partnered, and we've been partners for a few months now, and I'm telling you, I am, I am sitting here enthralled with everything that he's talking about. I have learned so much about dentistry um, since I have been with him and since I have been involved with our virtual support system, uh, answering phone calls, having customers call, um, setting up appointments and listening to the stories. You know, I've been going to the dentist my entire life <laughs> every six months, every six months, right? And I just don't know a different world. And I have really been exposed to a world that has really grabbed my heart. I have had two friends of mine die from the infection in their mouth that went to their brain. Okay. Yeah, so I've heard and read about a lot of that. Yeah, that's pretty sad, isn't it? You it's know, incredible. That should should never you just, be. You just don't. No, no. But see, yeah. people don't know how important oral health is. 
Yeah. Mark, and you know the other the other issue is uh, that there is a large amount of our population that have significantly deferred dental needs. They haven't been to a dentist in ten yeah. years or so. Now this infection and pain may be um, getting uh, worse and worse in the midst of this crisis, and people are fearful about the coronavirus, but they shouldn't be fearful about going to a dentist and getting it taken care of. So the goal of our uh, initiative here is to make sure that we identify who those patients are and that we feed them into dental offices that we are mm-hmm. know are open and available mm-hmm. to be able to address mm-hmm. their needs. Right. That's mm-hmm. the key here. That's just like a one, two, three step. I need to go to the dentist, right, but I'm really not sure. Um, I'm nervous because of the whole virus thing. Secondly, where can I go to do what I've got to get done? And thirdly, all I got to do is pick this phone up or go online. And particularly here, we're talking local Tucson, right? Or is this is going to go national, Kevin? Well, we're we're working closely here in Arizona to identify those offices that are that are open, but. Ultimately, this is going to move toward an, a national initiative. Well, it's a, it's a darn good thing and a, and a terrific service when you think about it. I mean, I would certainly use it. You know, um, you're working for me, aren't you, Rhonda, technically? I mean, I just, I just I just want the help and I call you, you know. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. so we're going, we're launching a live, uh, we're our, our um, CEO of the company, Michael Bonanno, will be live Monday. Uh, I think, Kevin, is it Channel 3? Yeah, I think on Arizona Family Network, you will be uh, 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 rolling this program out. We're uh, talking to media outlets to be able to identify those folks. And and we want to make sure that those dentists are out there that want to be part of this referral system to make sure that they contact, contact us and that we can put them in our referral network. And that we have a whole package of, of services around this that will facilitate making sure that they can do that virtual consulta- uh, 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 consultation with the patient, making mm-hmm. sure that they have um, a uh, procedure set forth for their practice, um, and making sure that those, um, those patients are captured. And in addition, a part of the service is to allow the dental office to have 24-hour service to make sure that their phones are being answered when patients are calling them directly. Mm -hmm. Well, there we go. So, Kevin B. Earl, MBA, MPH, working marvelously with the Arizona Dental Association. In fact, uh, you know, he led that association for 11 years. And uh, his partner, Rhonda Peoples, here working with this wonderful service. And what's the website again, please, Rhonda? So I'm going to give you two websites because I feel very strongly that I want to make sure that we have clarity on who calls who. All right. That's a good idea. Okay. Absolutely. Because we're talking to both people right here. So for the patients, for people that are looking that maybe their particular dental office is not open or maybe they're not open at the time that they have this emergency, Mm -hmm. they can go to U.S. Dental Triage. USDentalTriage.com. Okay, that's the first Correct. one, right? Yeah, so that's for the patients. Now, for the dentists that that we have not spoken to yet who are wanting to be part of this um, response team, 
for the people in emergency mm-hmm. care only, right? Only right. dealing with the emergencies. I would like them to go to Driven, D-R-I-V-E-N, dentalmarketing.com, and then there's a backslash, emergency. Now, there is literally a, uh, a page right there in the very beginning. It talks about it, but then you can put in all of your information, and at the very bottom, it's going to say, how did you hear about us? And you put on there, okay. Tucson Radio X. Well, Tucson Business Radio X, if indeed they Tucson did. Tucson Business Radio X. Yeah, maybe a and friend told I them or whatever. So two sites, www.usdentaltriage.com. And for the dentists, uh, www.drivendentalmarketing.com. Okay? Backslash. Backslash. Okay. Emergency. Backslash emergency. That's important. And That's the phone numbers yeah. again, but don't confuse it. What are, what are the two main ones? What ones yeah, do you want phone people? There's numbers on the website. There's okay. phone numbers on the website. We'll leave it at that I can, because if I give another three yeah. out, it's only going to confuse. Yep. The key is the websites, and the key is U.S. Now, there's no dot after U.S. or anything, is there? There's just usdentaltriage.com. Correct. That's terrific. All right, that's the one to do. Well, I tell you what, you've opened my eyes up, and I'm, I, if I get a pain from now on, I'm going to go running. <laughs> There's no way known I'm staying away from the dentist, Kevin, I can tell you that. But yeah, a lot I can of people tell you there do. There are some absolutely wonderful dentists in Tucson. My word. They're all my friends. They're willing to work. You know, they've got a lot of different um, creative financial areas for people that maybe are not coming because they don't think they can afford it. Because Mark, you kind of said that, like, yeah, wow, yeah. it's really kind of expensive. Well, there's a lot of options there that dentists uh, provide because they really want to help. Well, there you go, folks. You can't get better than that. So don't let the think or think it's too expensive or the fear of, oh, look, you know, hey, your health is number one. And what with everything else going at the moment more than ever, Okay, so think about that because you can't take your money with you anyway, so what's it matter? But they will look after you. This is a wonderful service, and I'm glad that we could have got on air with it today, Rhonda and Kevin, and uh, uh, slightly community service that we're offering here through Tucson Business Radio X, and I hope people take advantage of it. Okay, so uh, thanks. Lovely speaking with you, uh, Rhonda Peoples, and good luck with your career. Thank you. And same with you, Kevin. Thank you. Appreciate it, Mark. You're welcome. Thanks to the 49ers uh, Golf and Country Club, um, also there for everybody in the community at the moment. I hope you enjoyed today's show, Tucson Means Business, and uh, it'll uh, uh, it'll be on for some time here. You can listen as many times as you want or ask friends uh, if they would like to have a listen, refer it out so that everybody can get the benefit of this, okay? And you just go to www.tucsonbusinessradiox.com. I'll talk to you another time. 